Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Sue, a visual artist. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks so much for joining us. On the path, which is the name for our personal witchcraft practices, we've spent a great deal of time discussing what we believe and why. These conversations led to the writing of a book full of information about our tradition. We call these thoughts kernels because they are the start of much bigger ideas. We thought we'd share some of these with you, so... Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is raising and directing energy. As a frequent part of ritual, we who walk the path raise and direct energy. We also know it is a necessary component for most types of spell work in some form. While we may include some of our personal energy in our workings, we call upon the assistance of the energies we work with so not to become exhausted magically or mundanely. Using too much of your own energy can cause what we think of as a magical hangover. And yes, it can feel just like you have overindulged in something with all the accompanying physical symptoms. There are as many ways to raise energy as there are people who work magic. Some examples include the use of dance or chanting a phrase repeatedly, walking around and around your sacred space, humming, toning, breathwork, and treading the mill. Treading the mill is a specific way of moving around sacred space. A person drags one foot behind them as they step around as a reminder of walking the hedge or the boundaries between the mundane and the magical worlds. We have learned over the years what we experience when we are raising energy and when it is time to direct or release it. Directing energy is the process of sending the energy we have raised to where we want it to go. This can involve simply pointing at a specific object for a spell or sending it out into the universe to complete a spell or offer a devotion. Pointing can involve your finger or hand or the use of a tool such as a wand or athame. Often when we send energy out to the universe, we may raise our arms up and out. It is a good idea to make a statement such as the energy is released or it is done to finish up the process. I don't know about you, but I have had my share of magical hangovers over the years, especially when I have done a really intense working and have, I think inadvertently is the best word, put too much of my own energy into it, especially when we have, for want of a better word, the energy of the universe to support what we're trying to do. Yes. I can only kind of um, compare it to like nurses burnout that when you are in a, a, a position where you are giving of yourself and not realizing how much of your own energy you're, you're putting into this, I think that's why I always try to come to a, a working, seeing myself as a conduit, that I am directing this energy. I am taking it in. And I am putting it back out with my intention added to it. I think so it should end up with a balance. 
<laughs> should be the opportunity. <laughs> we have all known those rituals where we get carried away, as it were, with the moment or the intention is so important, I think. And, oh, yeah, and you raise a lot more energy than you think you do. Oh, yeah, and that's that's where I think you also have to remember that if you are, as we said in here, raising and directing energy for a specific purpose, that when you're done, you release the excess energy. And there's, there's two kinds. There's, I think, there's the kind that's kind of swirling around you in the space, and then there's what you kind of absorbed as part of working, that's grounding. That's a whole different thing where you touch the earth or you eat something or all of that. And then the other part is where you release the excess energy that's swirling around. So it just doesn't hang out, as it were, and goes off to wherever it wants to. Correct. At that point. I mean, raising energy is, is a process just like any other part of ritual or spell work and there's all different kinds of ways to do it a lot of them are physical but you and i have sat and raised energy just by breathing in and out yes. you know taking and taking energy in and releasing energy into this particular space or into this particular object or whatever it, it's nice if you can be out say outside it's a lot easier to walk around the boundaries of a circle outside than it is in your living room because it's 20 degrees outside and snowing. You know, that's the practical part of it, yes. That's the practical part of it, sure. You know, so the, the but raising more, energy, you're right. You don't need to do something specific. The, the pure intention of it is what gives you your result. Yeah, well, not just a pure intention. You go into it with the intention. But I think what I'm really saying is raising energy is so often, you know, people think of drumming and dancing around the bonfire and walking and chanting and all of these things that require physical exertion of some kind. Mm -hmm. And it is quite possible to just close your eyes and even visualize doing some of those things or think about them if you are like I don't see things in my mind's eye, but that's the subject for another podcast. Um, <laughs> thinking about the process of raising energy. And you can use your thoughts to raise energy if you really think about it. And the important piece when you are raising the energy is you just don't raise it for no reason. I don't think it's it's kind of disrespectful in that sense to manipulate, as they say, the energies of the universe just because you can. <laughs> you yes. know, that's kind of rude. Well, and it's also taking into account, you know, life circumstances. There are times when, you know, I'm not feeling well enough to go outside and dance around the fire. Or it is 20 degrees below zero out. And... Having, you know, ex letting yourself experiment and try all different kinds of things. You know, do some research. How do different groups raise energy? It's, it's a really fascinating way to incorporate another connection to the energy you're raising, too. I think so. And and it's important that if you are using energy for spell work is sending it out there to do what you're asking it to do. 
you know. Right, point. that's the directing. Yeah, that's the directing part. It's kind of like being a traffic cop. Go here, go there, you know, mm-hmm. or even just out into the universe sometimes with your intention. It, it needs to just go out there and do its thing. Well, absolutely. If you're doing, you know, a world healing or something to that extent where it's it's not, you know, if I was doing a healing for a specific person, I would raise that energy and then direct it towards that person. But sometimes it's just to the world itself, whoever needs it. Mm-hmm. And you just send it out and let it go. And that's where the, the trust of, you know, to... To will, to dare, to know, to dare, to, to, to know. Yes, I that, messed that one up. It's okay, but that's where you let it go, and you do let it go, well, and I trust think, that it's on its way to where it needs to be. I think it's like that for any simple spells too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It doesn't have to be that broad, like for healing the planet kind of thing. It can be. You know, I have to have this much money to pay a bill. Yes. You send it out into the universe, and then the universe kind of hears your request and assists you in ways that will allow you to find ways on the mundane. Oh, get, exactly. You know, so. And usually in amazing ways that you didn't even think of. Yes. And, and when you're using it for that kind of spell, you need to be specific too. I think, and I think that's part of the intent, and it allows you to refine the focus of the directing of the energy. Not only do you have to have very clear intent, if you are directing energy into that intent, the more it's refined. It's kind of like shooting an arrow at a target. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have this giant target that you can aim for, and if you are a half-assed archer, you may hit the target just by pulling it back and going. But if you've ever watched somebody who really is an archer shoot at targets, they have a very specific set of ways of setting up the tension of the bowstring and notching the arrow just right Mm -hmm. and pulling it back and knowing the exact moment to release it towards the target. And that's another part about raising and directing energy. When you Mm -hmm. work with energy, you learn when you've raised enough. Yep, that's just it. And and it's hard to describe. It's it's learned through repetition and just a knowing. It's another one of those things you and I keep saying that that being a witch involves doing. You have to do it enough <laughs> to recognize how you experience when it's enough. And yes. like you said, it's hard that's why it's hard to describe because so much of this stuff is your individual senses experiencing what this feels like, whichever sense is predominant for you and the way you sense energy and developing that awareness that, yes, we have reached, for want of a better word, the maximum upload, the gathering in your energy, and then you send it out. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, doing the exact same spell, two different times, you're going to have two different energies and two different, you know, nothing is the same. And that's both exciting and um, 
a wonderful way to realize that you're always going to be growing and learning because you're always paying attention. Witchcraft doesn't, doesn't lend itself to being rote. No. I think that's one of the big appeals for witchcraft is it's not mm-hmm. done by rote. You know, there are certain, there are certain things that I'm not saying that rote isn't important. I think routine is a better word, not rote. Because okay, yes. you and I have over the years developed different pieces of ritual that we use for very specific things as a way to move from the mundane to the magical and back out again. Well, and that repetition is important. That repetition piece is important because it's yes. a thing for your brain. But one of the things about raising energy is different spells require different types of raisings, too. Mm-hmm. You know, And you also have to find the ones that work best for you and your own practice. Yes. More than anything else, it's, witchcraft is, is an interesting combination of learning and finding knowledge and doing more than anything else. You can mm-hmm. you can learn about stuff and figure out the, the hows and the whys and the whats, but until you do, you don't get the knowledge to keep on doing it and continue to grow. Yes. And I think that's a good spot to stop this one. Witch stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and times of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. In today's spotlight, we'll be looking at the witch stone waxing moon. Concrete stones focus on a specific physical energy rather than a concept. And the second set of concrete stones are the four phases of the moon. For those of us who walk the path, each phase of the moon is associated with different energies for personal spiritual growth and development. The third phase is the waxing moon, which displays a pictograph of a black moon with a sliver of white representing the new moon, and a red directional arrow moving towards a white moon representing the increased energy. With each phase linked to different energies, Waxing moon energy correspondences include increasing energy and drawing things to you, taking action towards goals and projecting your intent, and constructive learning. The waxing moon energy grows steadily until the time of the full moon. Its increasing light reminds you that this is the time to take positive action towards personal goals and learning new things to benefit your life and your personal practice. The scene energy for the waxing moonstone in a reading is building, increasing action, and intention. Building is about putting in the work to bring your ideas, plans to fruition. Increased action involves using the growing energy of the waxing moon to move into action 
or the need to increase the effort you are putting forth. Intention involves making sure you are clear about what you want to manifest in your life with your efforts at this time. The unseen energy for the waxing moonstone in a reading is pushing, needing for action, and unfocused. You may be trying to manifest something before it's ready and pushing too hard in the wrong direction. Timing is important, and that is the reminder. The need for action means you need to get up and do something. Don't just sit around and wait for things to happen. If you're feeling unfocused, it may be that you haven't figured out yet what you're supposed to be doing or what you want to create, and you need to take time to figure it out. Before we go, we'd like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint just something to make your day go better because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. Here's a hint that you may consider witchy or use more on the mundane level, depending on how you think about it. Have you ever considered setting your intent for the day? Most witches learn early on the importance of intent when casting a spell. You have to be able to state clearly and concisely what and when and how you need something as both a focus and message to the universe. Otherwise, you may end up with results you never anticipated. When you think about it in those terms, we all set our mundane intent when we get out of bed in the morning. Some of us have scheduled appointments or meetings or plans to get together with someone already set up, which is a form of intent. I intend to do fill in the blank here. However, have you also considered adding a bit of magical intent to your morning routines? A big part of our spiritual practice focuses on the ideal of balance, and adding in this little bit of magical intent in the morning can help us remember that we are the magic every day, and maybe be a bit more aware of it alive and well in the mundane world around us as we rush from place to place or feel buried in those everyday responsibilities. How you go about setting your morning magical intent is up to you. Just thinking about it as you drink that cup of coffee to wake up works just fine, and I've been guilty of that one more than once. I like to be able to light a small candle for just a couple of minutes and focus on remembering the magic. Sometimes I will say something, and other times I will just be silent and still for that brief moment in time. Other days, I choose to plan something that focuses on the magical for a bit during my own day and state my intent out loud. Somehow it makes it more likely to happen for me and also holds me accountable to myself. If you want, you can always keep a running small list of ideas of things you can do each day that are magical and try them out if or when you are so inclined. This idea is not meant to burden you down with yet another responsibility, but something that will bring you joy. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope to join us again next Tuesday, but you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, young crones, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, and our Twitter handle is at twoyoungcrones. Check out our merch at our Teespring store. We also have a Patreon account called the Young Crones Cafe, where you can support the podcast if you enjoy our efforts. Until then, remember, 
We are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedge walkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. We are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be.